game. The City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Happy LAFC Day. LAFC Day to all of you. Yes, it is that day once again. Five years strong, making it happen. Uh, those who got to see the stream today where they uh, went to council, gave a few speeches, made it happen yet again. Uh, Larry was there as well, uh, doing what he had to do uh, for the sake of our city, for the love of our city. It is definitely a love affair. We are beyond happy to see this happen and continue to happen. So welcome on this special day to a special episode of Heart of LAFC on a Wednesday night. I uh, figured it was only fitting to do it today as well. Uh, to get things going, of course, let's welcome back our crew. Welcome back, Bam, Tony, and Araceli, directly from the MLS Next uh, <laughs> setup into the mix. How are you doing, Araceli? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. How's MLS treating you? Oh, it's going well. So good so far. Just trying to you know, figure everything out. We started, well, I started this past weekend and this weekend really, or this upcoming weekend, I apologize. We're really getting into the thick of things. So just a lot of uh, learning new things. <laughs> and getting things up basically off of the ground, right? I mean, this is a huge chapter for the league and, uh, you're right at the forefront of it as, as things expand. Of course, LAFC is going to be jumping into it eventually as well, right? Oh, yes. I'm definitely excited to see LAFC join next season. Uh, right now, we're just kind of focusing on a small portion of the teams. But as the years go on, we'll, they'll be adding more and more to this new league. And that's when things will definitely get more interesting. But, hey, I'm excited. It's a new opportunity. And what I love about it especially is that it's kind of more of a freelance position. So that means I still have the freedom to do other projects. I can still do Heart of LEFC with you guys. And that's what I absolutely love about it. Outstanding. We're, we're beyond proud to see you go there. Uh, we know you're going to do awesome uh, with the league. And, and again, onward and upward. Keep it up. We're, we're beyond proud of you for doing it. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> We're going to talk about a few things in a few minutes, but Bam, how are you doing today, sir? You're not going too bad. Just got the um, first leg of the Champions League final going as well on the side here as we're watching it before the game. A couple minutes left. Seattle's down 2-1, which is good, but we'll see how we go with the end of the game. Well, I mean, it depends on who you're rooting for for good, of course. Um, yeah, that uh, it is a home-and-home, home, so, right? So we'll see how this thing plays itself out. Um advantage pumas but of course i still got a goal on the road so it keeps things a little interesting right definitely definitely it's a shame that away goals don't really count for much these days because i used to love it when they used to count for the, mm -hmm. that two so it always made it really interesting going into the second leg but we've got a var call at the moment for a possible penalty to seattle so i'll keep you updated with that Ooh. Man, yeah, Bam, thank you for keeping us posted on that. I know we were watching it beforehand. So our prep has been mostly watching Champions League. Uh, but, yeah, 
it's on. That's for sure. Tony, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. You know, enjoying life, um, having hopefully some good news over the weekend, and um, you know, happy for LAFC day and just moving on. You know, being the best in the West and best in the MLS. Right, chasing that supporter shield yet again, just where we belong. Getting, making it happen. Of course, you had a good weekend. We all did watching the viewing party, watching victory. Um, but there is some community news, and we're going to kick things off today actually with news first before we get into the football side of it, outside of LAFC Day and, and celebrating that. Um, probably an even bigger deal than just having a day is talking about a transaction that, again, is big for the club's history, big for the future. We've inked another homegrown, haven't we, Tony? Yes, we have. His name is Nathan Ordaz. Um, he is one of pretty much the beginning of yes. Penalty given to Seattle. Okay. Ooh, here's your update. Uh, um, he is one of our original people who has started with LAFC and he is turned of age. So what best way to fit in him is to sign him. I know everyone was thinking that Hawks was might have been Bella because he is technically a domestic since she has a green card. But in a turnaround surprise, it's Nathan, which I'm super happy in and it keeps us pushing forward our agenda of bringing up new talent. Well, I mean, Bella's got plenty of hats already, so I think we're pretty good. Hopefully he's got a few more hats to add this year. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. It's better to even get an, uh, another, another Academy player that actually graduated through the entire system. He's been there from the early days. It's when the supporters were going out to games, he's got that passion inside of him. He's another, one of those players that's going to bleed for the brand. I mean, bleed for the club it's in him now. Um, and we're going to get more like him, uh, so far so good with, the, with our homegrowns. It is paying off. Uh, we we really look forward to seeing uh, Nathan get some minutes for the big side as well. I'm sure he'll be in Vegas a bit too to get his minutes, um, and so we'll be we'll be watching closely to to, to see his yeah. growth within the club. It's already he's, been very impressive. Yeah, Bam. Yeah, he's already been loaned out to Vegas. So going by what I can find on transfer market, his contract expires end of 2025, and he's at Vegas until the end of the year. So. Hopefully we get some minutes over there and maybe a couple of goals to go with it. There it is. And of course, with an academy player, we do need to be or homegrown, uh, need to be patient in his growth. He is a very young player. There will be highs or will be lows as he develops as a professional. Um, just we're along, you know, along for the ride. Uh, we know we know how it goes with this. So patience is definitely something that that we ask of everyone in, in this. Um, and hopefully in a few seasons here, we'll see a big breakthrough. Probably getting some minutes this year on the big side. I have a funny feeling, but uh, more minutes and, and maybe even catching a starting role eventually if it all works itself out. So, again, congratulations, Nathan Ordas. We can't wait to see you playing for the big boys. Of course, the other conversation about a potentially inked player was Carlos Vela. Uh, they mentioned it on the show, right? They mentioned it during the game that it was, I guess it happened, but there's been no real official talk yet about it. Um, Tony Bam, have you heard anything? Araceli, have you heard anything um, definitive yet, or is it it's the same thing we're doing here, right? Yeah, conjecture, speculating. Yeah. yeah, speculation, conjecture. We don't know if it's a DP contract. We don't know how long the length is. I could tell you the way he was acting at the you know when we were playing uh, Orange County was definitely there was a big smile on his face. I think it was suggested right at that point the way he was acting that 
that yeah he's in it to win it right he's in it for the for the hall so we'll get the details when we can uh, but things are leaning that way I, nobody's denied it so that's a beautiful thing uh, so let's just hope it all plays out and if it's a dp well we spent a lot of money for a guy that's still making assists and doing the job and we'll talk about that against fc cincinnati uh and again heart and soul of the club face of the club so if he stays longer and gets us gets us that chip that we're all looking for well hey all good things are worth every darn penny so there we are uh tony any other news going down right now uh breaking um nothing new the only new news is like as we're saying we're going to community news first to get things wrapped mm -hmm. up for our Sally is um crew is having as we all know it's home game so tailgate's going on but a more important tailgate is crew is having a a uh, food uh food donation uh drive at their thing it's just 15 dollars burgers and all you can drink if hold on let me pull up their little track to give you the full extent to it was it is yeah it's also helping from hangar 24 and it's yeah it is that's all the information <laughs> yeah all right so a little cut off there um so basically as it sits right now uh huge tailgate by crew and everybody else out in the ie at hangar uh it worked out really well it's just going to keep happening we have these up so check out crew and what they've got to offer um again do doing great by everybody we're, we're happy with what they do on that note we're gonna actually move into a different part of community it's not always our club we're going to talk about we're also going to talk about our our sister club from time to time and that of course would be angel city football club uh they're kicking things off this friday yeah, that's right. The season opener is already here. And Araceli is on to give us more info about what's going down. Araceli, how are things in the ACFC universe? Things are going very well. Uh, everybody is excited. This has been something that has been building for the last year or so. And before we get into the regular season, I do want to kind of recap a little bit. The ACSC, they did finish the Challenge Cup 1-6 after finally getting their first win this past Sunday against the Portland Thorns, where Christian Press, who is actually the very first player signed in the club's history, capitalized on the penalty to get the girls the win. And as you mentioned, they will now open the regular season this Friday at the bank when the team hosts North, uh, North Carolina Courage. And to help celebrate this historic moment, the team, they've been doing like various events this past week, including a virtual scavenger hunt and a town hall meeting today, which both went very well. I participated in the scavenger hunt and it, it was interesting. Let's put it that way, because the scavenger hunt itself was started at 5 a.m. Pacific time until about 8 p.m. Pacific time. And of course, you know, here in the Midwest, that's seven o'clock in the morning for me. So right at seven, I got on just to see. And there was this one fan who was just answering every question like right away. And there was at least a good 30 questions. So I am very <laughs> impressed with this community. And to keep the party rolling, tomorrow they will host a special community kickoff at the Mariachi Plaza from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Highly recommend you go check it out if you've never been to an Angel City event. 
Um, looking at the graphic here, as it mentions, first things first, free food. Who, who doesn't like free food? It promises that the first 150 fans will get Filipino fusion tacos from the, right, the white rabbit truck. And there'll be arts and crafts. Uh, season ticket holders can pick up their scarves, including a post party at the, excuse my mispronunciation of this, Distrito 14 and mm -hmm. um, Excelas. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned, party kicks off tomorrow. Highly recommend you go check it out if you haven't already. And if you plan to go to the game Friday, it is almost sold out from what I'm being told. It is close to being standing room only. As far as I can tell in terms of how the game day process goes, it sounds the same as to an LEFC game. Highly recommend getting there early if you can, especially being a Friday. There's a Dodgers game, LA traffic. We already know what that traffic is like. Um, they promise to have a huge event before the game with lots of activities. So I, uh, unfortunately, I cannot make it, but I'm excited to see you know, through everybody's posts, what it looks like. And hopefully I can go to a game in the future. There we are. Um, I know the street team has been working extra hard. I was talking to Austin about some things today who works for the club. Um, you know him from LAFC as well. Uh, yeah, he was mentioning they were putting a lot into this opener. It's going to be a real show uh, for the opening one. I am going. I just, I just got in. I will definitely be there. Uh, with the family uh, to witness the history. Uh, I would say if you can make it, please do. Uh, like I said, though, it is sounds like it's going to sell out. Sounds like it's going to be one heck of an event. Uh, definitely something not to be missed. Uh, so if you can make it, look forward to seeing you all there. Of course, this is an ACFC match. Uh, we definitely will give our full support for them in opening day as an expansion team. They are definitely looking like an expansion team, right? It is very hard to break in uh, their battle, you know, getting to their first win. Finally, this is more of the norm when it's your first time in the league. Uh, what you're seeing here, it's nothing to be negative about. It's hard to break in and it's highly competitive in the NWSL highly competitive so it is kind of expected for this transition to be the way it is but uh you know it's going to be a tough game friday but home cooking definitely helps and and they will definitely be inspired especially by all of us being there and everything in place should be a good time out thank you araceli for for the details anything else you want to add in there for for what's going down uh nothing beyond of what i've heard i mean an interesting fact if we want to go there I do not have the exact numbers, and I probably should have looked it up before this. But while I was in town, I did hear that ACFC has more season ticket holders than the Galaxy do. So do with that of what you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty funny. Uh, it, it's, again, when you play in L.A., you play at a different level. It's a different playing field altogether. As you see, we have holidays named after us in this town because why we invest in this town, just like ACFC. And you see with all the street events, they're investing in this city. This is all good things. Go to the community kickoff party. It's going to be a great timeout. 
the crew told me that as well. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. If you've ever been in Mariachi Plaza, that is as L.A. as it gets. So definitely go and enjoy. Uh, thank you, Araceli, for coming on to give us the heads up uh, on everything ACFC. We can't wait to be there. I got my scarf back there. I'll definitely be taking that along. Uh, supporting the squad all the way. I know it's late for you, so we're going to let you escape when you get the chance. Uh, thank you for coming on Beyond Proud again for everything that you're doing and, and what you're doing with MLS, covering ACFC, making it happen. Thank you, Araceli. You rock. Thank you. And I just want to add in real quickly that it was definitely great to see you and Tony when I was in town last. Uh, it, you two are like, I, I've always kind of watched you two from afar on here and to actually see you guys in person was amazing and to like to get to hang out with you guys so hopefully i get to be back in town soon and i just want to thank you guys again for the lovely shout out that you gave me on the show last week that that was a little unexpected but i definitely appreciated it and i wish i could stay on for the show but unfortunately i do have meetings early in the morning totally understood you're busy You've earned it. You definitely got to take care of business. And again, well, maybe we'll bring out the Easter Bunny. Maybe we'll have the next time you come out, right? Uh, but yeah, definitely. Oh my God, again, that was a surprise. It, I'm just standing there. Next thing I know, here comes the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? You <laughs> can't predict anything in the North End, right? Something's always new. Something's always crazy. We'll keep definitely it going, a but, memorable experience. Yeah. That's for sure. For sure, for sure. All right, Araceli, we're going to let you go again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get some rest. We'll talk very soon. Definitely get some recaps going as well. For sure. I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Please. Again, Araceli, everybody, she is totally rocking right now with MLS Next. She'll keep us posted on the details. It sounds pretty wild what's going on right now, so uh, uh, good on her for being on the, at the forefront of it, for sure. All right, so Looking forward here. Let's talk about the Cincinnati match. I know, Tony, you were over at the – what was that watch party you were at again? So I was at the um, – the House of Football was hosting a watch party sponsored by 1800 Tequila, the proud sponsor of LAFC, which you heard many times throughout the event, if people can tell you. <laughs> that was a danger zone. It was – so um 1800 allowed us to sip have their tequila and it was an open bar so <laughs> it got pretty crazy um i was able to i love that story by the way if you ever go to saturday's football you can find some gems i was able to pick up a 100th year america jersey i've been looking for for 50 bucks which i was my father was thanking me a it yeah. A Italy a Totti jersey. And then this little gem right here, a warm-up, which, again, I'm not saying it's everyone has a warm-up. On the back, it has number 10. No one puts numbers on warm-up kits, and it's a medium. So that could be Vela's. We can't 100% confirm, but nope, like I said, it was a pretty cool event. It was really fun to be back back there i know you're at uh s and s and p how was that s and p over in santa fe springs uh while they're still open doing their thing uh we had a good time out wasn't as noisy as we normally are but uh still the turnout was strong it was great to see folks there dolly dolly black and gold was in the house 
they <laughs> paid us a visit for the game. It was really cool to have them there. Uh, yeah, I mean, all around good people as always. Pretty chill, family friendly. That was that was essential for me. So the kids had a great time making new friends and uh, running all over the place, kind of running the house. So uh, <laughs> all good, especially with this game, with the ups and downs of this thing. It was a pretty wild one. I don't think we were expecting it to be as wild as it was. But that's all good. You know, uh, that's football. You're on the road. You can't predict these things. Nothing comes easy, especially in MLS on the road. So with that being said, let's jump right into the match. Bam. Things looked a little different once again in the lineup, didn't they? They did. They did. What I'm going to do, I'll start with the Cincinnati lineup because it's something a little special for our lineup that I created. So for Cincinnati, they had Slunter and Goals. Murph, they played a 3-4-2-1. So Slunter and Goals, Murphy, Blackett, Nelson in defense. Powell, Kubo, Marino, and Harris in the mid. Acosta in the forward mid and Silva and Buddy up top. For us, we had... Crepo to begin with, Hollingshead, Murillo, Henry, who got his first start, Palacios, Sifu, San- Ilya Sanchez, and Acosta in the mid with Vela, Chicho, and Apoku up there. So that was our starting 11 for our team. Uh, we played a 4 1 4 1 again, so it was good to see us doing something different without be right in there yeah good adjustment right i mean he doesn't have the wing that he would prefer to play the 4-3-3 uh as much as we love apoku uh giving him a little more distance to attack is probably a good thing right build up more speed into the mix um also switch things out uh same with vela gives him more room lets arango be more of a target man at times and they switch off which you noticed as well um i think the biggest deal with making this lineup change was allowing Ilya to drop a bit more, to drop a little yeah. farther back to support the back line um, and clog the midfield a bit with Sifuentes and Acosta as needed, which gives Acosta also the chance to drop back too. So kind of a good setup there, I'd say. I kind of like the evolution of the 4-1-4-1 for certain matches. I'm all on board with it. Um, 4-3-3 is fun. It's exciting. But sometimes you just got to keep things a little more uh, in tune to hold control in the midfield, especially when teams try to clog it a bit. And in this case was another side that does that with their setup. So again, you can't get outnumbered and out, out muscled pretty much. Uh, so this does it. And to, to be real, when we're so dynamic in the way our lineup is, there's times where it is a four, three, three, there's no doubt when we start controlling games, they just shift up and make it happen, but drop back as necessary, depending on flow, depending on what energy they have um, and, and who's getting the rhythm going. And so it's dynamic. It works. It's a good mindset. I think, of course, Ilya is the story, right, Bam? When when you play the system, what you're doing is you're instructing him to be a little more conservative, conservative in his approach. Definitely, with this lineup, he's at um, center mid, the center defensive mid. He plays that well. And as you said, depending on how the game flows, we will change from a four one four into a four three three. We'll even go to a three three four. Yeah, in a heart. All depends. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how the game's going and where we all are. So starting with a 4-1-4-1 isn't bad. Yeah, you know, there were times in this match where Ilya pretty much, when Palacios was going for a walk, like he does all the time, where he was kind of lining up as a defender. Uh, he coming way on back, um, making up for it. Same with Hollingshead when he went on his run. So it was good to see that work. 
that was a good thing to see. Um, in terms of run of play, I think it was a little more interesting for us because SC Cincinnati came out to play. They weren't sitting back. They were coming to play us. Uh, production wasn't as good as they wanted it to be, but still, for 45 minutes, for that first half, they were dialed in. They were looking like a team that could be competitive this year. That could be trouble for a lot of teams, right? They've had a rough start. This game, you could sell, and we've always talked about it. They're only good for a good 45, right? And then they kind of fall apart, which kind of foreshadows how things play out. But, uh, Tony, in terms of the highlights, what stood out to you in the first half? So, overall, we could, like, for this first half, we could be here for, like, 30 minutes. It was just so action-packed, back and forth, back and forth. A Boko with a couple goal with a couple of chances in goal. So it was Sifu. It was like, and Cincinnati and not was no slouch either. It, it was like, who who is this team? They literally came out and like again, as funny as we make as funny as a joke Cincinnati has become, it, it this this team came to be like we have something to prove we're not the team of old and came out and, and eventually it, it came down to a mistake by uh, Max. So in the 49th minute or 48th minute, so so 47, 440, Max is doing a clearance, clears it pretty much like a nice, easy pass that it wasn't even a good clearance right back to Cincinnati, like right back to one of the players, gives it up, gives Cincinnati literally a back and forth and just puts it up, puts them up one nil into the half. And it was, again, there was no one to blame, but Max at the end of the day is one of those rare moments with it, with him, but Overall, if you're going to blame anyone in this goal, and it, and it had to be with the back clearance for Max moving forward. Yeah, uh, sloppy, you know, low up the middle, kind of all the things you're taught not to do, right? Uh, not enough pace on it, hard to control, all bad things. They have offense. That's the one thing that's worked for Cincinnati this year is they can still produce. They can still get in trouble. They have a, a, a goal scorer that actually – He's competing with Vela, right? They're going back and forth in terms of, of their strike rate, the assists, very comparable in his performances. So you give him a gift, you're going to pay. I think the other thing that stood out to me in the first half was their goalkeeper. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this was his debut match in mm -hmm. MLS. Could you imagine going against the number one offense in the league as your debut match? You know, he's young, right? No fear kid's got no fear he's a kid uh but still what a way to break things out bam you're what did you think about his performance in that first half that kid has a lot of potential as long as cincinnati doesn't ruin him that kid's got a lot of potential plain and simple the fact that yes we scored two on him but some of the saves he was pulling out was like he was a veteran he was an unbelievable kid I can see him not staying in Cincinnati too long. That's for sure. Yeah, pretty amazing. 22 years old, uh, wearing the 18 shirt in this match. Pulled six saves in the match. Uh, crazy stuff. Expected goals faced was 2.62. Uh, so pretty much he's, he's <laughs> yeah, it, it was right there. Um, passing was good from him. Six saves inside the box was the real story of the first half for him. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough, man. When when your six saves in the match were all inside, like brutal. And then the one goal that you do allow is a deflection, right? First goal, 
he can't do anything on a play like that. It's all over the place. Well earned by our guys, right? And we'll talk about how that breaks down. But in terms of the story, he was the story. Uh, so look out for him, Roman uh, Celentano. Their other goalie is good, too. I was a little surprised you didn't see him in this match. He's been doing well for them, but now they've got a competition. I guess the odd man out will be Kenneth Vermeer. He's like the third man out, I guess, uh, knowing that there's two young guys doing a better job than he can. Uh, yeah, story of old goalies. We'll have more to talk about later, of course, in the episode. But, uh, yeah, interesting things. Second half, Tony, what stood out to you, sir? What were the moments? So we just got to talk about the pretty much after one Acosta scores, the other one decided I have to show up as well. So after off a uh, set piece in the corner kick, it gets crossed in and we try to head it in. Cincinnati tries to clear it out. And this is the, I would say the most important part of this whole play is Morio <laughs> decides to try to kick the ball as a high kick. Luckily he was far enough away where the referee did not call it and it was the right call, but it was still like, Oh my God, like, why are you serious? But with that, like kind of like kind of deception, them expecting a call, it let Acosta literally have free range of the shot ends up shooting a nice low rocket off and it goes straight in off a deflection off one of the Cincinnati players. And we're back up. We're back on the scoreboard tied uh, one, one. It pays to use power from distance, doesn't it? Ping pong, get it in the mix, make the goalie, make the save. Uh, that's kind of an Acosta special, guys. That's what he does. Uh, when he gets them, they're usually screaming uh, from distance or he's setting things up. So he's in his wheelhouse. He does what he does best uh, when he does get goals. Um, and so 59th minute, we're level, got new life. Interesting moves by the coach. Once again, Dolo ball takes over in the second half. I mean, this is our story this season is, is Cherandolo realizing the situation after the first half, seeing what didn't work and then making adjustments to make it work again. You can't fault any of the substitutions. Cause that kind of is the story. That was the big difference, right, Tony? Oh, a hundred percent. It was, we'll, we'll just bring it out. He brings in moose off his brace from orange County. And it's like, it's one, like I said, he, he brings it in and he ends up getting the game winner and just breaking down that goal. It was a mistake by the defenders, but also a cheeky play by Vela because at the beginning of it, they decided to pass back. Vela decides to kind of stick your, his back foot back and disrupts it enough for one of our players to find, to grab it back. I believe it was blessing finds Vela on the cross and Vela like needles it into Moose, who then again needles it off a of one touch into the back of the goal to put us up two one. Not only needles it, puts it through another player's leg legs to score. Like blasted under that dude's legs. No chance whatsoever. That ball was still rising when it hit the net. Like mm -hmm. he just ripped that ball. Um, and also mention Blessing came in the 72nd minute as well. So talk about substitutions paying off. Mm -hmm. It did. Um, good on him. Good moves, of course. I think Jennings came in 87th minute. The only the only hiccup that we really had in the first half for substitutions was uh, basically we lost uh, Daniel Henry uh, in the 29th mm. minute due to injury. Uh, we did mention on the show last week he looked way out of shape, 
right? He ran mm-hmm. out of gas in the first half against OC. In this case, he ran out of gas in the 29th minute. There's there's something to be said here. There's something wrong. Um, and it looked like something preventable. So we're hoping he gets back up and 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 moving and and gets into it and gets into match shape because again he hasn't been on the field in a while, right? Um, to get more minutes in to get better uh, to move on it. Um, in terms of Ibiaga and him, again, it's a hard ask for Ibiaga after 29 minutes. I just get in the game, make it happen. Um, tough to ask the center back to do that, but he did it. Uh, is what it is. But uh, yeah, a lot of questions there. Good news is this week it'll be a different story. Uh, I wouldn't expect Ibiago or, or Henry to be a part of the story this week, and we'll talk about that uh, because, yeah, some boys are coming back, and it's going to be a much stronger lineup. So there is that. Anything else stand out to you for this match, Bam? Not really. Like, I had to find an illegal stream for it, so it wasn't the greatest stream. Um, 7 a.m. kickoffs aren't that great because I like my sleep-ins, but as long as we win, I'll happily take more 6 a.m., 7 a.m. kickoffs. That's all good. Um, for me, for my top three, I went three votes to Acosta, two votes to Vela, and one vote to Moose. What about you guys? Ooh, um, I'm throwing Vela first again. Uh, why? Setup, right? Moving off the ball, making space, creating space. He was the provider in this match. He kept showing it. Uh, so I, I give it to him yet again uh, because of what he created. I give second star to Moose. Why? He came in to do a job and he did it efficiently. Got the job done, showed energy. He didn't drop off at all from the match against OC. It wasn't because of who he was playing. It's because he's in form. And it showed. It paid off. He earned a game winner. So he's got to be in my number two. Uh, Number three, I'll give it to Acosta for breaking the duck. Right? He's on the score sheet. He's in the mix. He was working for the match. So those are mine. It's all about getting those goals anyway. So those are my three stars. Tony? Uh, I totally agree with you, too. Um, uh, Vela on my uh, my top. Um, Moose is on top of Acosta. I would I would have technically put Acosta above, but Moose is on a trend from Orange from the Orange the Orange County game, and he's still picking up steam. So that's why he's my member two, and of course Acosta just because he showed what he's what he's lethal with. You know, what I mean, we haven't seen that much of Acosta. Yes, playmaking wise, we've seen him and we've seen him have bad games, but this is again why we signed him, why he's dangerous, and moving forward to continue to be dangerous. Excellent. I'd like to also give some honorable mentions one uh, to Palacios, uh, putting in good work rate, getting in the mix, making it interesting for us. Mario having to deal with the situation of a center back not being healthy uh, and then having a transition that's chaos for anybody. Um, and he had to be the guy that anchored things back there when it wasn't looking as good as it should. Um, so shout out to them. Ilya dropping deep, having to battle all game. Good on him too. Bam, anything else yet? What what did the what were the votes like on Twitter, man? Now you were getting those votes. Who, who's where's everybody else sitting out on this? Uh for this game, um Moose pulled the most votes, then Vela was second, and Ilya got a lot of votes too. So Fairly close there. Um, for totals at the moment, the running totals, Vela's currently clear leader, followed by Ilya, then B-Rod as a top three at the moment. So at the moment, there Vela's starting to, run, starting to run away with it. So we'll see what happens the rest of the season. I'm really happy for, for to hear that Ilya is number two. 
from all of our listeners because it's a nuanced choice, right? Uh, you're talking about putting work in. It's not always the popular thing. It's not always the pretty thing, but it's appreciated uh, from a controlling midfielder. Just shows you shows you where the, where our heads are at as the LAFC faithful to to put in a controlling mid as your as your second star so far this season. I dig it. It's cool, guys. Well done. Uh, nice, nice to hear where we're all at here. Uh, all right. So uh, moving on. Anything else to add, guys? For oh, yeah, let's let's hear from the faithful. That's what we do, right? So mm-hmm. let's see here. What do we got going on with everybody tonight? Moving all the way to the top here. LAFC Beast in the mix. We got Smalls Kenobi. Happy LAFC from Smalls. There you go. We have a day, people. We have a day. Uh, Poppy in the mix. <laughs> I like this one. Mark Lopez says Pumas 2, Seattle 0, VAR 2. There yep. it is. There uh, it is. I, would, I would say... Technically, Pumas one, Seattle one, VAR two. Because one of Pumas' goals was VAR and one of Seattle's was VAR. So because of that, it's got to be Pumas one, Seattle one, VAR two. What's interesting though, yeah. after the game, there's a lot of handbags being thrown between the players. So got a bit spicy at the end of the game. They're more angry than thirsty. There it is. <laughs> Good. It's a final. It should be rough. Uh, Peace Mob in the mix is what's good, homies. Uh, ooh, LACB, it says, here's a fun fact. LAC first ever home game at the bank was April 29th, 2018. ACFC first ever home game at the bank, April 29th, 2022. Four years to the day. There it is. There's some cool history. Question is, would tomorrow be their official day? We'll treat it as such, right? <laughs> I like that. I'm good with that. I'll throw a declaration. Heart of LAFC gives the official day to ACFC. Um, but yeah, again, happy to have them as our neighbors, our friends, our allies in this battle uh, to represent the city properly. So good on them. Uh, Peace Mob, yes. He was there. Nice, man. Good stuff. Again, come on out, guys. We love when you guys come out to the watch parties and and and, and give us a conversation. It's all good things. Papi Chulo says Seattle going to be gifted the cup. Nah, they won't. Trust me, they won't. I I think I think Pumas is going to take it. Again, away goals don't mean anything. Bang. All to play for. There it is. Uh, LACBs, how many of you will be at the game this Friday? I'm going. I'll be there. For sure, for sure. Uh, got it in the got it in the cards for sure. Uh, Tony, you plan on going? I'm gonna try. I need to talk to Austin for a little bit, and then also uh, work wise. As like I said, I most most of you don't know. I also I work out here in Thousand Oaks, so have to go through a lot of 101, 405, 10 traffic. So Friday games are always the hardest ones for me, where I'm like rushing. <laughs> Completely agreed. Always tough. I'm with you on that. Uh, Mark says, see you all Friday. Mark's in the mix. We know you're in the mix, dude. You've been in the mix for a while, man, putting in the work. Uh, LAC Beast, giving a good laugh to it. Uh, Mark says, I think ACSC has like 16,000 season ticket holders. That's impressive, guys. They have more season ticket holders than I think some teams in the league have capacity. Um, 
That's pretty darn amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. They've worked hard to get there. That's for certain. Uh, <laughs> I take that Varson from the Beast. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, I like this. LAC Easter Bunny is stronger than Carson Martian. I think we should have like a, a battle there. I dig it. I dig it. Let's go, boys. Uh, wonder why Escobar didn't get any playing time. You know, I think with Escobar, they're just playing it careful with him. Um, I think that that that's what we're looking at is is a situation and, and where Hollingshead was playing in the game. He was doing fine. Um, yeah, I think, again, just being careful. That's all that is. <laughs> I like this from Beast. This team has rocket launchers. Hollingshead now Acosta. Well, Ilya's blasted one as well. So, uh, we yeah, we, we got we got some stuff from the outside, which, you know, I think the, the year we won the Supporters' Shield, we didn't get much of anything from the outside, right? It was all close quarters goals, uh, which was kind of our, our, our downfall in the playoffs, that we had nobody able to keep teams honest by hitting them from the outside. That ship has sailed. Uh, different setup. Uh, different look, that's for sure. LCBs. It's so, it's so good seeing Go players kick from outside the 18. So good seeing them shoot from outside the 18. There's nothing better. It, it's evolving. Even for MLS, to have more of that, showing the league evolving in skill set and everything by having stuff like this, a variation of goals. For all the entire league, you're seeing it. Like There's some bangers every week. The league's getting stronger, that's for sure. Uh, I love Beast uh, cat sighting. It's official. There was a cap sighting. There you go. Uh, Q card. You good evening, guys. Morning, Bam. Didn't enjoy how Henry got easily dropped. He also didn't look too convincing. Kind of disappointed so far, considering he's a national player. He's a national player that's been without club for a while here, and it's starting to really show. He's got to really work his way back. If he can't get it right, it could cost him his place in the World Cup. I mean, it's dangerous for him. He needs to find a way to break in. It's hard with this team to break in. Especially we know other players are getting healthy at the same time, getting out of suspensions. This is a hard, hard nut to crack as a center back, which last year we were begging for center backs to step up. And now it's like, well, now we have a war to get up there. Like you, you, there's no, we have three starters now with Segura getting healthy. Um, and Henry would be a starter elsewhere. So did Biaga in some sides. So good, good for us. Tough for the player, right? To break in. Uh, LAFC beef FC since he definitely didn't look like a bottom dweller on Sunday, but any team playing as LAFC wants to show up. They do. It's always a big game for everyone that plays against us. We are the story, right? It just, it is what it is. Um, but they are getting better, you know, uh, openings part of this year that was, was horrible for them, but there are signs of life there where other teams actually look like they're starting to falter. And, and we'll, we'll get into that as we keep going, as we face teams, but since he might find themselves, uh, I don't know if they're good enough to, they're not going to have to be a playoff team, but at least be competitive. That's where they're going right now. That's for sure. LFC beast of course says there was a moose on the loose. Yes, there was. And uh moose tracks everywhere. Good things. Uh, Q Cardi is moose raising his hand for future Macedonia call up. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Why not? If I got a call up to play for, for a national team, I don't care who it is. You're going to go play, right? Definitely 100%. Like, to be fair, you're looking at the US lineup at the moment, it's hard to break in. So, if North Macedonia, North Macedonia is going to give you a call up and say, hey, come play for us, why not? You top score in MLS, you might still not break into the US lineup. 
<laughs> as an American player. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty strong, and they're young. So not so healthy, though, but we could talk about it forever. Uh, yeah. So for Moose, if he gets the shot, let him get the shot. All good things. Uh, LACB says that scuffle toward almost the last minute of the game was an unnecessary foul on Acosta. Props for Max standing up for the team. He was the happiest yellow card recipient I think I've ever seen. Like, he took pride in taking that yellow card. He was good with it. Um, yeah, we need more of that. That's something we didn't have the last few years, and the teams would bully us all the time. You're not going to bully this team. In fact, we're fighting against bullying so much that apparently our coach just keeps getting fined every week, which I find really interesting. I guess it's now the third time he's gotten fined. Um by the league for mass confrontation. Well, you know what? Call the game straight. And you don't have to deal with mass conversa- confrontation. Protect the players instead of getting hit in the back of the head on a, on a fake header. Protect them. Red card a player for that. Call it a day. If you're not going to do the job, our team has to do it themselves. It's that simple. And if we got to take a fine and if you keep doing it, who knows? Maybe all of us start, you know, raising some funds. Go fund me for Dolo, for Dolo Ball. Uh, whatever it takes, man. Like I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the mass confrontation if they're not getting it square from anybody in the league. If it's us against the world, so be it. That's fine by me. What's your take on that, Pam? Where do I give money? Where's yeah, the PayPal? Right? Well, what was the go for me? Where do I give money? I don't care if we get fined a million dollars this season for what we do, as long as we bring home trophies. We'll bring home trophies. Right. Give us a million dollars for arguing with the ref for saying stuff. Fine. I'm happy with that. Plain and simple. Either justice by the whistle or justice by uh, basically unity. And that's what this is. They're fighting for each other. They know they're on their own. Uh, The fact that Dolo gets fined for is ridiculous, though. I don't understand how that works out, but I don't know. It's an odd odd way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's got to... He's got to be saying something to the fourth official. That's the only reason why you'd cop the fine after the match. A... No, they're saying if if for mass confrontation that the the coach is the one that gets fined, as if you're supposed to coach that out of your players. But he cuts up on the field during the play, so how is he supposed to stop it? Exactly, he's not out there playing. Another fine from a league that at times likes to shoot itself in the foot. So. There it is. Again, we'll take donations. We'll send our money to Dolo. Whatever we can do. Don't worry, man. We got your back. We got your back. Uh, Tony, what was your take on that fracas at the end of the game? It's finally, like I said, you were saying, like we're something we've been looking for. We haven't had for like seasons. We did have it a little bit last year near the end with the snake, but I feel like he was fighting everybody in his way instead of just the other team. But I like that we're finally like fighting to stand up for our players, keeping everyone honest moving forward. Yeah. Again, I'm good with it. I dig it. It's good. Uh, dig the fight. Uh, on that note, of course, we've uh, talked about maybe, yeah, talking about vinyl club minute. We're going to transition over vinyl club. We got the game covered. We got the comments from you guys. Um, yeah. Vinyl club minute. We've decided for this one, we're going to, now do a tradition of linking the songs or linking the albums to teams we've defeated or will play. In this case, I've decided I went for it this time to pick 
an artist and an album from Cincinnati since we took them down. And so I'm going this week with the Isley Brothers. Yes, they're from Cincinnati. Uh, album is Shout. Like, Shout. Yeah, <laughs> Shout. Uh, came out in 1959. You're like, well, what is that one? If you don't know Shout, I don't know if you've been living under a rock. But uh, played at every stadium. If you watch Animal House, you've heard Shout, right? It is one of the best songs ever to get people dancing, going crazy, getting getting goofball in stadiums. Uh, and since it came from Cincy and it's a match, this only makes sense. So the Isley Brothers shout is our choice this week. It's going to be real interesting to see what we choose from Minnesota, right, for the next episode. But that is the plan. Uh, you guys have any other nominees or sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Pots right, pots right. We move on. <laughs> All right. So let's look at the next one. Talk about Minnesota. Here we are. Minnesota is in the house. Interesting thing. And this is one of the few teams in the league where we have a losing record against them. What? Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, current, current record. We have one win. They have two wins. And we have three draws. So weird, right, guys? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, a tough break now in terms of our last three matches this just kind of tells it's kind of developing like a weird rivalry with these guys last three matches have all been draws a 1-1 a 2-2 a 1-1 going back in the last season uh going back to 2019 um yeah so three straight draws against these guys if i'm seeing that right bam um and now we come in here and maybe maybe we can even things up in the series we shall see uh looking forward Bam, how have they been doing lately? Uh, they've been doing quite well. So out of the last four games, they obviously had the US Open Cup there against, to me, one of the teams that has won the best jerseys out there. Um, that would be uh, Ford, Ford Madison. Madison. Yeah, okay. their jerseys are amazing. Their jerseys are absolutely amazing. Okay, I was about to say, like, who the hell? <laughs> nah, dude, um, Ford Madison with the hot pink and uh, the flamingo vibe is is really freaking cool. It and is. their reversible one too. They got a reversible one on their site. It's it's amazing. So they had a lot. They had a one year loss to Austin, who, as I've been saying all season, keep an eye on. They're going to push us. They're going to push us hard. That was their last loss. They had a 3-1 win against Colorado, a 2-0 win against uh, Madison, and the last game was a 3-0 win against Chicago. Yeah, the Chicago match was a little interesting, though. I mean, they took, what, a 3-0 victory, but that thing was level until later in the second half, um, and it was pretty much a turnover that cost Chicago, and then eventually they get a red card. Uh, that allowed a, a kind of a cheap corner kick, and then at the end of it, they just... Yeah, we're unfortunate. Ended up losing 3 nothing. To be honest, before the red card, more chances went to Chicago in that match. So uh, I would say, to me, Chicago's one of the most improved teams. They have trouble scoring for some reason, but their defense has always been locked in. So this is very an, an odd one. In fact, that they were generating opportunities against Minnesota is, is I think, good for us. That's for sure. So, uh, Tony, in terms of the good, the bad, and the ugly – what do you identify with with Minnesota? What's their good right now? Their good is they are fifth in the league, and the best way to say it is they're ranked fourth in goals conceded in in game. So they don't get scored in a lot. At uh, literally, they're at zero point eight per match. So huh. it's pretty hard to break that. And it's like, especially with their new their new goalkeeper. Unfortunately, Tyler Miller has 
gone back into more of a reserve player as a backup. And with their new keeper, uh, St. Clair, he's ranked second in saves per match at 4.5. This guy stands on his head. Like, honestly, he is a very good shot stopper, very mobile, very vocal. Yeah, Miller's going to have a hard time cracking. If he does, it's for nostalgic reasons this week, and I just don't think they're in the mood to be nostalgic. So uh, what would you call the ugly for these guys? The ugly is just nothing really ugly that I saw from the last couple of matches. Like I said, they've been a solid team. I'm like, like just maybe the ugly is like they don't score a lot is the best way to say it, but they don't let, let in a lot of goals as well. So it's going to be a very, it's going to be pretty much an offensive juggernaut versus a defensive juggernaut moving forward. Yeah. I mean, they're built for the counter. Um, you see a lot of that. They're going to flood the mid as well and get you on the counters. A lot of plays out to the left side I saw in the last game, trying to get the wing play, trying to get around defenders. Um, so that's going to keep us a bit honest with what we do. Uh, they average about the same in terms of shots, a little less on shots on goal. We are dealing with a proper side here that knows how to play the game, that is competitive. Again, not scoring a whole lot, but not not allowing, which defense is always the the, the, the tough one to deal with, especially for us. Um, so we're going to be in for a fight. I don't think there's any question we're going to be in for a fight. With that said, are they missing anybody from the lineup, Bam, or are they full strength? Uh, players that they're missing at the moment, uh, a lot of them uh, have been out for a little while. So going from the last couple of games, I'll probably be one of the same people. Like are supposed to get Eric Dick and Chase Gasper back early May. Um, Roman Matintyre, mid-May, and Patrick Yeah back in early August. So they've been out for a while. I don't expect them to be back for this game. Uh, anybody we're missing for this match? For us, obviously the, the usual, so Segura um, and all that. I don't expect B-Rod to start, and I don't expect Henry to play either after the way he came off last game. Got it. But we have fallback, correct? We do have fallback. He's he, he's no longer in the naughty corner, so he's back playing. So Another go so, for me for us people. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I could see him going straight back into the starting 11, plain and simple. Got to. Got to. All right. So looking at what they have set up is very interesting. Of course, they're playing the 4-2-3-1. I think you said you mentioned they played a 4-3-3 at one time, correct? Yeah, the last time they played that was in a loss to Austin. So I don't expect them to play it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like them to play it against us. I'll happily take them played against us, but <laughs> I don't see nah. them. Nah, they're going to take it pretty conservative, I'd, I'd expect. So uh, looking at the lineup, again, they don't change a whole lot. Uh, D- Dane Sinclair's in the net. There's no doubt he's in the net. If Miller's in there, it's for nostalgic reasons, and I just don't feel that's happening. Uh, Boxhell and Debatsi, uh would be your center backs. Lawrence on the left, Fisher on the right. Your defensive mids would be Will Trapp. Yeah, that Will Trapp. He's been around a while. Uh, and Ariaga, who was the goal scorer. In the line, one of the goal scorers in the last game. Here's where it gets fun. They're attacking center, attacking mid. Their number ten is Reynoso. This dude is legit. Uh, he is dangerous. He is the real deal. This guy is going to be a bit of a battle for us. Ilya is going to be a very busy boy with him around. Um, of course, they have a load out on the right. 
Fragpane out on the left. I don't see changes there. Load is a player that can produce, produce, produce. Finishing becomes a question. He finished last game. Um, so he'll always be a threat, but there are times where he can be very frustrating with his ability to finish, which is odd because he has generated a lot for them. Uh, but we'll see. And then they had Amaria um, up top last game. He eventually came out. Guys you might see in the game would be uh, Joseph Rosales, uh, Abu Danladi. I kind of expect him to get in eventually. Um, who knew? Definitely is a guy that subs in pretty common. And then I'm not even going to try it, but number 21, let's go for this. Bungo Kule Longwane. I think I got his name right this time. There it is. Uh, I can't get Hollings head right, but I can get his, his name right. So go figure. Uh, so there it is. That's who could come into the match. I'm looking at the last few matches as well, and there's not a lot of changes. I think the only thing you mentioned that their center back, one game was different, but that was it. I mean, it's pretty much super predictable as to what they do, right? Yeah, it was their um, right back. So it's either Fisher or um, Dotson. Fisher so that was the only Dotson. change in the last couple of games. That's been the only change. So for that, I don't, that's the only position we got to worry about. Yeah. And honestly, they had some issues getting, they, Chicago was trouble for them on that side. So that could be a question of, of not being settled on their lineup. But there was a lot of traffic going through that in their last match. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if you were going to make a prediction, does Fisher or Dotson get the start? I'm going to say Fisher because Dotson was on the bench last game. So I'm going to say Fisher. Yeah. And, and again, how do, you, how do you question a team that got a 3-0 victory? I know the red card was there, but they still got the job done. And so... Yeah, you got you got to reward the guys getting the work in. So uh, good on them. They're coming in strong. We're going to have to deal with a legit side that uh, is surging. Let's be real. This team has found themselves. They will be a contender. They will be a problem for us, a battle for us in the standings. Eventually, you'll see. They'll rise without question. Now, that brings it back to us, and I think we'll all agree on this. It really doesn't matter what the other side does. The story is us, how we perform, the job we put in, turnovers we might have or might not have but really we control our destiny our our side is strong enough for no matter who we play in this league if we play our game we win that's simple you know we do our job we execute who cares what they do we get the job done the question of course with this side has always been the tale of two halves first half sketch second half brilliant right look it out again they score any goals on us the second half, Bam? No, not at all. All right, not at none. All. None this season. I'm not going to count the OC game. We were rotating players out. That's just a different, different thing. Um, not an MLS match. Fine. Uh, so looking at it again, the 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 changes have been good, but the first half is where we need to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger, keep things tight, get through the first half, not allowing a cheap one. Uh, and that changes the story. So as we mentioned, fall is back. Uh, there is real competition for places in this side. My question to you, Bam, are we playing the 4-3-3 at home and getting getting crazy with it? Or are we going to go 4-1-4-1, play it a little more cautious? I'm going to say 4-1-4-1 because B-Rod's going to be on the bench. We play 4-3-3 with B-Rod. No B-Rod, we play the 4-1-4-1. And to me, the only change from last game is falling for Hendrick. So, Propo in defense in goals, Hollingshead, Rilo, 
for Palacio's defense. Ilya Sanchez, defensive center mid. Sifu Acosta in the mid. Vela Apoku out on the wings. And Chicho up top. That's the way I see it. If we'll bring B right in on second half, push to a 4 3 3, then depending on how the game's going, I would not start him right now. You don't need to. I think that that I'm with you on that. You don't need to. I think you, you're perfect. I'm perfectly with you on the lineup. I think that's what it's going to look like as well. Question for everybody Escobar, Escobar, Escobar. You know what? If you don't have to start him and he's not 100%, you're not going to start him. If he needs minutes, you're not going to put him in in the first half to get minutes. He'll come in as a substitute and lock things down. Uh, truth is, as much as Palacios drove us crazy against Carson, you got to admit the last two matches he's doing his job. And so if he's doing his job and this is the guy he wants to run with and he's comfortable having Hollingshead on the right side and Hollingshead is looking the part right now, you don't expect to change. So makes sense to me. Tony, do you think any potential changes could happen in the lineup this week? No potential changes, but besides the people who should be starting coming back from suspension, injury, and stuff like that, um, I was trying to figure out where a 4-3-3 would work in like our potential moving forward, but there's no one really that is a B-Rock-esque player that we have. Oboko is probably the closest one to it, but not at that caliber level. And Chicho, Chicho seems really, really comfortable being a target at times. So 4141 fits him better as well. Substitution rise with Moose coming in, it just makes it natural too. So mm-hmm. that's good. For Vela, again, he he's kind of all over the place anyway, if you watch. He's never locked in anywhere. It's where he feels there's a weakness. He shifts over there. So, yeah, I think he's happy just being distributor at this point. And uh, I think, Bam, you made a good point the last few episodes that um, if he's not the leading scorer in the league, it means good things for us, right? Because he's doing other work. 100%. Like, as much as it's great seeing individual trophies for the team, we've already done that. We've already got the records. We've already done that. Let's get team trophies. Plain and simple. Let's go get another supporter shield. Let's get MLS Cup. Let's get US Open Cup. Let's get team trophies. That way we know we're actually a team and not a support to one player there it is good start i'm with you on that i really really appreciated uh vela's game against cincinnati there was just another level of appreciation because uh selfless at times not being greedy about it right this is a good a good mindset for him to play it's a sustainable mindset right i don't have to carry everything it keeps him healthy that way too so good good thoughts all together um, any chance blessing might break it, break into the lineup or, or probably super sub from this point forward. Super sub this point forward, plain and simple. The only person that I could see possibly breaking through and changing up is Moose. Mm. The way Moose been playing, but again, I don't see him breaking into the starting lineup until someone gets injured or suspended. The plain and simple, him as a sub has been amazing. We'll keep doing that unless something really happens and we just turn around and do lucky dips. Interesting. And I, I can't see Chicho not getting the start right now, just the way he's been playing. Um, I think the one guy after the OC match where we always had conversations, is he going to get minutes? Is he going to get in the lineup was Janela. And I think after OC, I don't think we've been having that conversation. Right, Ben? 
No, unfortunately not. Like he's a great player, he just doesn't fit us at the moment. Right. Right. Which is unfortunate. But uh yeah, time on ball just looks sketch for him right now. So it's it's really tough. Uh to jury Shradi, is he still listed as injured or is he cleared? Um I think he's clear at the moment. So yeah, I haven't seen him listed anywhere. So another sub opportunity, right? Exactly. Now with the four one four one to Jury Shradi would actually go right into that right midfield position that Vela's currently holding. I guess to what we saw. I think if he does come in, he doesn't take him out. I think that would be someone else going out, and then Vela becoming that center focal point. Right? I mean, that could happen as well in this game. So we'll see if if he's ready to go. Uh, I will say it's a late Sunday game. Uh, it is, I believe, AAPI night, right? Asian Pacific Islander night. Um, from what I saw, there's some really cool designs coming out. I'm not going to, I don't want to break any news for the league, but, or the team, uh, but there's going to be some cool promotions coming up. Keep your eyes peeled guys. There'll be some cool stuff in the lead up to this match. Again, a late Sunday game. Uh, could get interesting. Definitely not taking the kids to this one, uh, knowing it's the late Sunday, but I expect it to be still be a crazy full insane 32 52 as we get things going. Uh, Tony, your thoughts on this match, your expectations? Um, expected to be a very low scoring event moving forward just because of, of like we're literally going against a fortress, a bus, a whatever you a wall, whatever term you want to say for defense that you want to throw out there go for it um i expect us to continue our momentum that we're doing moving forward again at the moment the way the rate we're going if we continue this pace if we continue this confident not get in our heads because at this moment of as we've shown we are our own worst enemy enemy as we showed in carson they 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 like the game become bigger than who they were and in psychologically it, it didn't work out so i don't expect to moving forward lose that much but if because of our depth and i expect low scoring game i expect us to win and continue moving forward and this month is going to be a very crazy month to see how we come out of this yeah, look, looking at that schedule, thanks for segueing us into the schedule because it gets funky. We definitely got to talk about, about Open Cup a bit tonight as well. Um, after Minnesota, this is the real test outside of Minnesota is on May 7th, Philadelphia Union comes into town. This is a Philadelphia Union that you are not familiar with. OK, yes, we know they won the Supporters Shield. What after us? Yes, we know they're competitive. Yes, we know they're a great team. They got better. I know it doesn't look that hot, hot right now for them. Yeah, it does. They look good. Uh, but they added a DP striker. <laughs> so, yeah, Shabilko goes to Chicago. And we're like, what? Shabilko went to Chicago? Well, that's because they spent some dough. Um, and so Philly is legit. They're real. They're dangerous more than they've ever been, I think. Um, and so on May 7th, that will be a real test for our side outside of Minnesota, which will be a competitive match. Philly will be a slugfest. Thankfully, it's at home. Only three days later, after playing a battle of a match, guess what? We're at war yet again. We're playing, honestly, our on-field rival, right? We know our local rival. Our on-field rival, of course, is the Portland Timbers. Uh, the players 
on the field openly show disdain for each other. We openly show disdain for their players. We don't like them. They don't like us. So that, on the 10th, will be our Open Cup match against Portland. As you know, we were talking about that draw, but that is legit. Um, For those of you that got the emails, please be careful with that. Basically, you have to opt out of tickets for this match. Yes, you heard it right. If you got the email, that means you're automatically getting your tickets. It's already got an invoice for how much they're going to charge you on your card. Yeah, so what does that mean? We're planning for a full house if people don't opt out. That's what that means. You're like, what? They're going to charge? Yeah, they're going to charge ahead because it's Portland, man. This is going to be a battle. We need everybody, all, all hands on deck. So just be careful. If you weren't planning to go on the game, please, please, please check that, that email and opt out. That's all we're asking. That also helps us open up tickets for those who want to go that are having trouble getting tickets for this match because this is a legit rivalry match. It ain't easy. It's tough. Um, looking down the line outside of Open Cup, this is wild. We then have to travel to Colorado, and then we host Austin, which Bam has already mentioned. It's a battle. Uh, Austin is rising. There's a guy named Drusy on their team that is stellar in the mid, um, dangerous on the mid, right, Bam? Pretty much exactly. They're, they're the team that I'm the most worried about. Yes, we've beaten them three times. We're playing three times, we've beaten them three times. I'm nervous going against them. They are just blowing teams off the park. Like their goal difference is plus 13, 20 goals, seventh goal on them. They've transitioned. This is no longer an expansion team. I think this is, this is the way we have to look at it. This is an expansion side. They've grown into their lineup. They know what they want from their team. They've changed stars. They've brought in people that fit the system that they want. This is the real Austin FC, not a transitional side. Now you're seeing what they wanted from their side. So that one's going to be tough. That, of course, is May 18th. After that, we have to travel to Columbus, which is always difficult. Always difficult. Um, not because they're an amazing team. I think they've, they're winless in five right now. Uh, but that you have to travel to Columbus. <laughs> and nobody likes to travel to Ohio. We all know that. Um, in their new park. Not again, not easy. Uh, if Porter is still working for them, it's Porter ball. So you have to expect them to, 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 to block low at times against us and shut the game down. We know all about that with him. Um, and then we host San Jose after that new look, new coach, still San Jose. Um, and then we have to go to the Sounders. So as you see with the schedule, if I'm looking, there's only one team where there's an expected victory, San Jose at home. All of the rest of them are legit playoff teams. Legit playoff teams. So it doesn't get any easier after Minnesota. Now we're in a battle. Now we're in a war with the schedule. Really, it is a tough schedule. Um, early. Tight comeback schedule because of Open Cup. And as we're doing this, if we keep winning an Open Cup, you're going to be throwing in another hard match, potentially against Carson, into that mix. And we'll cover that when we get to it. So, uh, yeah, not easy. The nicest part, though, for all that string of games, there's only what? Colorado, Columbus, and Sounders on the road. The rest are home games. So that's an advantage. We get to play at the bank. So, yeah, Tony, want to add into that? You forget Colorado's new signing. Oh. Are you talking about Zardis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Zardis has left Columbus. Could you? I did you ever think that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zardis, the the 
I don't know. He's got a brick for feet as far as I'm concerned. They just tend to bounce really hard in the net at times for him. So uh, <laughs> he finds ways, man. He just does. Uh, drives me nuts when he gets called with the national team. But at club level, he still produces. But I, I believe they moved him off because Columbus is upgrading, right? At least that's what I'm hearing. You got somebody coming in? I believe so. I haven't heard the confirmed results yet, but it's like an, you don't leave someone who – like. Columbus and Zaris are very tight-knit if you know how they are. So it's – and he packs a good amount of money. So I'll floating to get something better. We'll see who they get in. And moving forward, there's like – if you listen to the rumor mill, there's three potential European players that want to come to MLS. And we have an open DP slot, guys. So maybe by the time we play against those guys, it'll be uh, another face. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, transfer window says no, but uh, you never know unless they're on a free or they're, you know, at a contract all of a sudden. Uh, which teams tend to arrange lately, it seems. Right, Bam? Exactly. Speaking of contracts, just doing mm-hmm. a little bit of research just then. So besides... Seven players that I can't find contract information on. We have 15 players out of contract into this year. Oof. With only five with club options. The rest have no options. So what you're saying is we're going for broke for an MLS Cup this year. Um, I still think we're going to sign some of these guys before it's all said and done this season. Yeah, but it's just interesting looking at it going, I didn't realize how many are out of contract end of this year. Like a couple of them are new signings. They've just signed for one year. So obviously we'll see what happens there. But at the same time, you sit there and go, what are we doing? I think what we're doing is getting ready to sell some people uh, this year. Right? Um, And then with Vela, I mean... His contract is done in the summer, but I guess he's signed. Yeah. Will it be just the rest of the year? Which I have a funny feeling that's what it's going to be. We're going to pay him real nice for the rest of this year. And then if he wins the cup, he rides off into the sunset. I know I'm talking about retirement people, but why would he not? Right? If he walks away and it's all perfect and he got the money on it, um, could happen. But what that says is you have a bunch of players in a contract year. They have to impress or get sold. Um, playing for contracts. And again, go for broke. This is the year we need to win a cup. We've put the money in for it. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's the hungriest you can get is when you have guys in their contract year, right, Pam? Exactly. So just going through the names, we've got Eric Dunes and Mohamed Torre. Their contracts end November 30th with no club option. You have Ismail Jurishadi, Sebastian Ibiaga, Ryan Hollingshead, Franco Escobar, the Teeth Blessing, the Moose, Tony Leone, and Chris and Torres, all finishing end of the year with no con, no options. We have Max Capro, Kelly Acosta, and John McCarthy, all end of the year with one year club options. That leaves Henry and Mamadou Four end of the year with two year club options. Fall obvious club option unless he goes to Europe, right? We get some money out of him. Um, it, it fall is we're signing him and then selling him straight away if Europe comes knocking just to get money out of it. That's what it is. 
he's going to generate a lot when it finally happens. Um, the others, though, you mean like Hollingshead? Yeah, he, he kind of has a rental vibe, but he doesn't want to leave here. So I think that's a re-sign no matter what happens. The kids are all re-signs, right? Duaneus and the rest of them. Those are not going to be an issue there. To Jury Shradi's the story, if he doesn't get more playing time, I could see him moving on. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the rental to win a cup, right? Same as Escobar. Both of these guys have won a cup. They're here to win it now. Do they stay longer? Who knows? But they're they're in it for now for the victory. Um, lest we forget, uh, Escobar scored a goal in MLS Cup, so he did that, um, and that's why he's here. Obviously, so we'll see how that plays itself. But that is a lot of movement for a side, and a lot of money if you're going to be optioning on players like. Mm -hmm. I know our team doesn't mind spending the dough. We know this. We know this. And and we, and we have been completely like locked in as the DP conversation. Didn't really talk about the squad players, right? Like it's all been the stars. Interesting. Pretty much. Like I want to see Blessing resign because him and Vela being the last two OGs from Seattle away. They're the last two OGs from that game. So I want to see them to finish off their careers here. Which one goes first? Doesn't matter, but I can see them finishing off their careers here. I want to see us resign Moose for the potential that he's got. Yeah, I can't see us not resigning him. I think the hardest guy to keep will be Blessing. I mean, his situation with his wife not being able to attend the matches here, come to the country, that's brutal, man. And uh, if he doesn't come back, that's why. That's yeah. why, hundred percent. If that can't get figured out, we know why, and we cannot blame him. You know, if, if the family situation cannot be settled, a player has to do what's best for his family. All love to him. We want it to work out. We want him to stay. We want him to be a career player with us, never leaving. Right until like like the Harvey vibe. Right, moving into something with the club, but but life is here. Right. But reality says that if it's not fixed with the family situation, we're going to lose them at the end of the year. Sorry to be Debbie Downer, but that's that's life, you know. And and so let's hope for something miraculous over the summer, right? And things get fixed. Not holding our breath. We know how things work with government, but you know, uh, let's hope let's hope it happens because he inspires all of us. My kids, it's blessing. They know blessing. He's he's like. The first player they talk about every time. Is he playing? Is he not playing? Absolute love for Latif Blessing. Um, going back to, to, I kid you not, we went to the county fair and it was like his rookie year with us. And they were, doing, he's holding my daughter, like you, Latif, like, like he's one of us, you know? Um, so we, we pray it works out, but we understand if it doesn't. Let's just enjoy him while he's here. That's, that's for sure. Uh, Tony, any other names on there that you're like, oh, I hope, I hope and pray we keep these guys. No, no. Like I said, it's like most of them, I already know they're here for like, like with Max, it's like, it's yes, it's a one year deal, but we know why he came here and we know what, what's going to be resigned. Um, to be honest, it kind of gives me 2019 vibes all over again. Cause this is like the same thing that happened that year where we were losing a lot of players at the end of the year with contracts up or options and stuff like that. So significance, I don't know. Coincidence, I don't know. So 
Well, and then the starting 11 isn't affected that greatly, right, Bam? So it's a few from the starting 11. Yeah, you got, like, obviously Max in goals, but he'll he'll get re-signed for the one-year option. Um, Acosta, one-year option there. That's pretty much all it is. Um, four, two-year option. Oh, will get signed there. The rest of them are other fringe players that have been, a lot of them been in Vegas, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, as you said, as much as it would hurt me seeing Latif leave, we know why he would leave, and it's just all it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then with Acosta, just throw it out there. We already know the conversations he had before coming here and how he felt, not about coming to us, but the whole MLS situation. He's not going to another MLS team unless he absolutely has to go to one. He wants to stay here and until he's done here, hopefully winning a cup. He wants to go to Europe. And I don't think he cares what division he goes just to get that chance to do it. Um, if it's Austria, which was the rumored place he was heading to, good on him. He'd do great there. Um, could that be the case for him this year? We'll see. We'll see. Let's throw it out to, to uh, the few comments that we do have remaining before closing things out for this week. Uh, let's see. We've got... Ooh, this is real interesting. Q Cardi has an interesting question here, guys. Is how do y'all think the fan base would react if Dolo gives the captain's armband to Sanchez or even Max over Vela? Well, Vela on the field. Vela losing the armband to them. Vela will not lose the armband until he wants to take it off. I think that's I think it's a given unless he chooses to lose it. He's Carlos freaking Vela, right? Not I just don't see it any other way. Uh Bam. As you said, he unless he wants to give it up, but at the same time, no, I don't see he would take offense to it. Dollar would sit down to him and say, "Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. This is the reason why. To get it back, you got to do X, Y, Z. Plain and simple." Right, and I just don't think we've gotten to that point with him. Not this year, no. at least. No, no, definitely not. And last year, maybe, yeah. but not this year. Yeah, last year was questionable, right? Um, because of what was going on this year, though. I mean, he's really kind of taken a different approach to things as a player in the lineup, um, as a on, as a squad, you know, with the squad. Honestly, I think the players would feel uncomfortable if he lost the armband at this point. He's so well-respected, and even well-respected by, by uh, Dolo. Like, there is a real relationship that they're building um, and understanding for what each guy needs and wants, and so it's just a good fit. I, it just wouldn't be par for the course if he loses it. It wouldn't. Uh, Carlos C says, it's going to be an interesting month, going to have a run of games against teams with winning records. This is going to be a te- This is the real test. Like, we flew into the schedule. It wasn't that difficult, right? Going to F- Florida twice. Kind of soft uh, until recently. And it's still soft. Went to Cincinnati, people. Um, but now it's real. Thankfully, most of the games are at home. But now there's that chance where that that whole not allowing you to go in the second half gets under real threat because now you have teams that can drop drop it hard on you. Um, really, uh, like like Bam says, Austin can score and they score at will. So we got we got a battle. Uh, Q Cardi says, out of the five MLS games in May, how many points do we take? I think nine uh, with three draws. Uh, well, uh, let me calculate that myself since I'm looking at it now. Uh, we beat Minnesota. We beat Philadelphia. I'll throw that up there. 
Uh, we beat Portland. No points in that as a cup game. Um, Colorado on the road could be a draw. Austin could be a draw. Columbus will run on the road. Uh, San Jose, we win at home. So I don't count very well, but that's I'm pretty sure that's... Tony, how many points did I throw up there, man? 14. 14. There it is. <laughs> I can't count. What can I say? Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm throwing the optimistic view. I don't I don't see losses in this schedule. I don't. I just don't. Uh, Bam, where are you at? Um, out of the six games, not five in May. Um, I can just see us dropping points to Austin at home. That's about it. Okay. So I'm going 16 points for the total. Colorado, we've got unfinished business there. Um, I'm getting to the stage of really hating them. Yeah. So to me, I really want to beat them. Minnesota, yeah, this weekend. We'll see what happens there. But I'm looking at least 16 points. Tony? I don't see us dropping any points. The only one I feel we're taking too lightly and it is a trap game is San Jose. <laughs> yes, I understand everyone's like San Jose this, San Jose that, but we haven't beaten them yet since the last time, I believe, if I remember right. So, yeah, no, we've had issues with them, but it's a different system now. But still... System. But still, you, you you've seen you've seen what Cincinnati has come up with up, and then they've been like I said, the bottom of the league for a while, and they almost came out with three points. We almost came out with like we would have been we got lucky and could have came out with one, but then also came, um, Boos came out of you no know, left field or out of the wilderness and gave us the three. So I feel like San Jose could be. One of those trap games that we have to watch out for. Day game, three o'clock uh, for that one. I would say the only threat for them is Ebobise, who has a long history of hurting us <laughs> for two different teams. Um, so there could be that potential there as he always seems to produce against us. Why? What the heck? I don't know. But uh, other than that, honestly, I, I just, you got to win that game. So there we go. And of course, the Sounders in June. So it doesn't get any easier. Welcome to MLS. It's tight in the West this year, people. Should be fun. Should be fun. All right, Wolf. Uh, good evening, sir. Nice to see you on here. <laughs> Beast, too many guys with no club options. Yeah, they got no club options, but a lot of them are kids. So where are they going to go? You know, uh, we still have their rights and stuff. Uh, oh, here's a funny one. I heard this name pop up too. I'm just going to throw it out there. Anthony Bernudez says, imagine Luis Suarez to LAFC. I'm imagining scandals is what I'm imagining. But uh, the football is brilliant. The football is super brilliant, minus the biting. Uh, but the personality, I just, man, I think we, and some things he said in the past make it a little difficult. I'll throw that out there. Bam, what do you think? For some reason, I just see him going down to Carson. That's just that's just me. Like when I see that name, I don't automatically think, yes, I'd love him. I can see 
Carson throwing money at him. That's like I'd like to t- take him for the right price, but I can see Carson just taking him. Yeah, I I I, I think he might go there. How? I mean, there was rumors about Ozil this past week, and I'm just gonna give you one of those. Like, don't don't do it. Um, as much as I love Ozil and what he's done with Germany, it would not go that well, guys. Um, skill, yes, passed it very much so. Um, so I'd be scared there. The other name that I heard floated around with was Gareth Bale. Um, mixed the fanboy in me is like, it's Bale, you know, like cool. But then the the head kicks in and goes, It's Bale. Uh, as good as he is. There's a lot of golf courses around LA, so he'd be happy. He'd be happy. We'd make him happy. The weather's nice. He doesn't have to learn Spanish, apparently. Well, yeah, you do. It's LAFC. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, he would. Uh, but hey, Cal State LA is there, so you get a little more help, man. Uh, but I could see him being happy here if he did on a temporary setup before World Cup that he might potentially qualify for in June. We'll see. Um, it would be fun. It would be an entertaining thing. I just don't. I don't know where his head's at. That's my concern, Tony. Um, as someone who watches Real Madrid a lot, I love Bale when he's in form and everything. Again, there's a lot of memorable moments of that. Um, but again, it always depends on which Bale do we get. That's the thing. And as much as I feel we won't sign another quote-unquote big European name until Carlos Vela leaves because we get we keep getting these big names getting signed to us that are not in their prime, and that's more of a Carson thing, is to sign big-name players who are kind of trying to extend their careers a little bit longer or trying to get the big paycheck because Europe is not allowing them to get it. So... I like the the names that do come up sometimes, and I'm like, oh, what happened to this? What happened to that? And I'm just be like, the the kid in me, the the you know, the child in me is like, yeah, that'd be so cool. But realistically, you have to look at what our club stands for, what we're trying to do in the the past four years that we've been doing, and I don't see any of those names covered. Maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but the trend's not there. I mean, Bill did mention that he wanted to play t- through the summer. He did make that comment, so I think he was dropping dropping stuff there. Could be interesting. Is his contract up, Bam? Do you know where his contract's at? What's going on with him? Um, let me give me one moment. I'll have a look. His contract is because if it oh. is like free. <laughs> June 30th. So when you talk now, about working in the summer, yeah. <laughs> now, going go by transfer market, his current value is 3.3 mil US. That's not bad for what you get. Back four free? years ago, it was 82.5 mil, but yeah. it's just been dropping. But there's no tomorrow. So. Yeah, that was when he was good. Like I said, that was him literally outrunning Barcelona defenders for a game winning for a game winning tying goal kind of thing. That I, I mean, if we if we get a third jersey with a dragon on it, maybe he'll play a little better. 
maybe it's just a red for one game i don't know uh <laughs> yeah just watching him play for them it's just yeah the whales vibe is is there but uh yeah could could be fun but i think it'll just be that it'll be entertaining not sure how effective it gets us to where we want to be we'll see still want that central attacking midfield i think we're all in agreement on that uh somebody can hold it down there so we shall see uh wolf says bam has blown my mind uh, Carlos Cithorin on the Luis Suarez would be amazing if we didn't already have Chicho. Interesting. Beast mentions the new coach for San Jose. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, bye, Almeida. Have fun. Uh, Carlos C. No to Ozil. Just no. There it is. And he says no to Bale as well. Man, why does somebody have to play the adult in the room? There we go. Uh, yes, you are definitely playing the adult in that because the kid in me is coming out right now. It is what it is. Good stuff, guys. Great comments. Dig it. All right. So at this time, of course, tradition dictates. That's right. Our final comments of the day as we close out another amazing LAFC day. Yes. LAFC day is coming to a close. Those listening on the podcast, it's the day after, but there it is. You get to hear our little celebration for LAFC day. All right. Who wants the final comment here? I think Bam is the one that leads in for this episode. Go for it, Bam. Uh, final comment is everyone that's going to the Angel City game this weekend, an LFC game, go have fun. Hopefully they can get a win for their first game at the bank like we did. Probably not the same way, but it would be poetic if they did. Um, just, yeah, thanks to everyone for joining us today. Um, Aracela for coming on in the morning talking about it. Again, congratulations on your new role with your freelancing and all that. Um just when you do sign a permanent contract, make sure there's a clause in there that you get to come on the on the episodes with us every now and then. And right, don't forget us. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. And nice. for that, yeah, let's go get three points this weekend. That's what we really need. I'm with you on that. We got to get the three. Tony, final thoughts. Multiple ones. One. Congratulations again to our Sally. Thank you for coming on and talking to Angel City. Again, have fun out there. I may see you guys out there. It's going to be weird not seeing black and gold in that stadium when it, and it's not the home team. It'd just be a different black and pink, I guess is the best way to say it. Or uh, rose gold, sorry. And then Sol Rosa its own color okay so rosa sorry sorry you guys and like i said um i I would be rose gold but again maybe make it more things um uh i just wanted to say we didn't say it last time but uh shout out to philly we are here for you brother i understand as most of y'all know my cats they are my life i've lost one couple ones before is the hardest thing to go through because they are a day-to-day thing and um we're there for you brother if you need us we're here for you i've already reached out and we've had our conversations but again just want to send our condolences towards philly and my last final say sorry for the long rant is um we are going to try to start a new show under the heart of lac banner um me and bam are going to pretty much uh push this through uh joseph will be on at times when he's available but it'd be more of a me and bam thing more to come moving forward it's gonna be fun guys a lot of fun and yes i will definitely make my uh 
appearances when I can. That's for sure. But these guys have some crazy stuff up their sleeves. Uh, really taking it to the next level for the heart of LAFC. I cannot wait to see what comes out of this, man. It's going to be a blast. That is for sure. Uh, we'll have some other crazy news coming down the line because, again, you can't keep some good gentlemen down. They've uh, they've been rocking it, keeping us going here, and we just going to get that much better, that much stronger. And, again, bring it to you guys, the LAFC faithful. That's why we do what we do at the end of the day. It's always been that, the love of our club, the love of our fan base. And so we continue on. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Bam, for all that you do. Keeping things going, as always. Thank you to Araceli. Uh, articles have been amazing. Have you come out to visit us? That was super cool as well, Easter Bunny and all. And I know with MLS, they just got an absolute gift getting you signed on. And I know you're going to rock for them, especially in this transition to the MLS Next program as we see our side transition into it as well. You'll be right at the forefront of it as it really gets established. So we are so happy to have you doing that um, beyond it. Uh, to Ben, again, thank you, man, for the amazing articles. He was in the press box last home game doing his magic. Uh, we can't wait to see what you're going to have next for us. Uh, to Philly, to the defenders, uh, all love to you guys. Um, saw some good news for the Angel City Chicks as well. So congratulations on the movement. Uh, Y'all earned it. Well done. Um, for my, for me to all of you guys, again, LAFC Day is coming to a close. Uh, the years have gone past extremely quickly. It's been, why? Because it's been absolutely fun, amazing to meet all of you and to keep keep meeting new people in this amazing town, um, providing all of their love and passion for our team and for a city that actually loves to have us here, appreciates us. It's, you know, one of those things that when we were getting things started up was like to have a team that really represented the city. That was the goal and the communities that make it up. And I think it it's shown and is now appreciated by the city itself. Um, five years in still showing the love. Um, it's only going to get bigger, brighter, and better. And so when we go out there on Sunday or even on Friday, represent the city to the fullest. That is what we're looking for. That is what we appreciate the most out of all of you. And of course, we close it out as we always do. Tradition continues. Bam, final word of the day. Stay golden. Tony? Stay golden. And from me to all of you, Stay gold in Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>